Astro. No. What you know about rolling down in the deep when your brain goes- It's the Fan Cave College Football Edition, presented by Drives at Mile High. Time to tailgate with your host, Tony Comas. That's a beautiful sound. That's a beautiful sound. You know why? I'm your Friday guy. Andrew and I are here for you every Friday to get that weekend kicked off, wrap up the week in review. Hey, speaking of week in review, I'm Tony Comitz, Andrew Detmer behind the glass. It's the fan cave. We're proudly presented to you guys by our friends over at Drives of Mile High. Ryan, Roman, Romero, you hear them. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right here in this time slot, only on milehighsports.com, 98.1.1075 HD3, and they bring you all the best, Denver sports, um, national sports. They bring you a little bit of everything. It's beautiful. And then they bring you the amazing fleet that they have over at drivesatmilehigh.com. If you don't know what Drives at Milehigh is, it's Denver's number one exotic and overland edition fleet that you can make your own. So if you guys want to go camping for the weekend, grab a Gladiator, grab one of their uh, amazing outfit at Tacoma, uh, or maybe you want to, you know, you're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna spice it up a little bit. We want to go fast, like Ricky Bobby says. We want to go fast. They got a couple Lambos. They got the Porsche. Uh, they got uh, so much in their fleet that you go, go online. It takes two minutes, two minutes to book this, and that vehicle is yours. Whether it's four hours whether it's eight hours, whether it's four days, whether it's eight days, it doesn't matter. It's yours. You can do whatever you want with it, which is fantastic. I love it. I'm so happy to be a partner with these guys, uh, not only on the radio, but uh, helping promote what they do as far as from a recreational standpoint here in Colorado and bringing you guys the uh, opportunity to, uh, to, to, to just get out there and enjoy what the 5280 has to offer. The Weekend Review I was thinking about this earlier, and today we got a great show lined up for you guys. It's Andrew and I today. College football realignment happens tomorrow. We're on the eve of this new realignment, the Big 12 shift. You've got four new teams coming to there. You've got CS- CUSA changing up, the, the, the Sun Belt changing up, the American Athletic Conference has a new look to it. Uh, on this show, I say this every week, and on this show – you get a lot of Denver talk, of course, Colorado and Denver talk, all week on any station you want. So many platforms, everything. What we try to do is bring you what you're not hearing most of the time, which is some college football talk. Maybe it's some soccer talk. Maybe it's some uh, Rockies talk. And I know, I know, guys, listen, I get it. I get that 20th and Blake is not – the you know one of the best places to be well actually it's a great place to be it's a lot of fun to be there but as far as outcomes and wins they're few and far between rockies are in the cellar in the nl west i i don't think that anyone is surprised about that but i tell you what you think about this past week and kind of how how that happened and what i'm talking about is 
they hosted the Angels, and I was there at one of the games. It was not the twenty-five to one game um, or twenty-six to one, whatever that final score was. You, you lose track. I mean, Major League Baseball, many historical uh, records were made on that day by the Angels, not by the Rockies, or I guess lack of defense by the Rockies and pitching by the Rockies. But hey, it happened. But you know who won that series? The Rockies did. They took Friday night's game four to three. They lost 25 to one on Saturday. And then they took Sunday's game four to three. That's what I was at. And it was amazing being able to watch Shohei Otani and, uh, and Mike Trout and, and Brandon Drury and, and just, you know, what they were able to do. That was fun. It's, it's some watching some of baseball's greatest players right now in front of us at this time. And then you also saw a team that was resilient. You saw the Rockies coming off a 25 to one loss, be able to come back and win the series. Now we're lucky that it's not soccer's aggregate scoring because that would have completely changed everything. But if it was, uh, but that's not how baseball works. It's not. So I wanted to just say, you know, and they open up a series against the Tigers this weekend, uh, coming off of a, a two game set with the Dodgers last night was another uh, just one you want to forget. Um, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too much into the Rockies today because got, we got a lot on our plate to talk about. But I just wanted to – I wanted to say, you know, well, to me, I was more impressed with the fact that the Rocks were able to come back off of that 25-1 to loss and take the series and win 4-3. to Andrew, were you surprised by that at all? Yeah, no, so um... – the Saturday night game that was 25 to 1 in favor of the Angels. Uh, my girlfriend and I were in a movie theater. Uh, movie ended. We're walking out of the theater. I look at my phone. I see the score. I show it to her, and she's like, is, is that real? I've never seen a score that, that skewed 25 to 1. I do want to make a note real quick. It's the first time since the 1800s that a team, the Colorado Rockies, have a won a three-game series in which they lost the run differential by 20 or more points. Yeah. yeah so the yeah, first it, time it, really in the live ball era period that, exactly. you know, where a team is uh, one of a series when they were outscored in the entirety of the series by 20 or more runs, which is just, it's nonsensical. It is. It is. It truly is. And I was thinking about that. I'm glad you brought that up because that's what was the biggest thing that I was thinking about most of the week is I'm like, how, how do you do that? Like that is not, that is like Jekyll and Hyde on steroids. Like, I, I don't know if I, if I blame, if I give credit to the Rockies, Andrew, or if I blame the Angels. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, how, how do you do that as a team? But, no, it's, uh, and, it's, it's, it honestly, it, it really qua- uh, quantifies both, both teams' style of baseball. You have the Rockies who have, been you know cellar dwellers for for the entirety of forever but they seem to win these series is in which everything uh, says they should probably lose these these games these the, this each individual series and you have the angels who it seems like every night you have Shohei Otani you know hitting four home runs and striking out 25 guys and Mike Trout going seven for two at the plate and they lose the game like 14 to two and that's, I mean, that's just, it really sums up both the Rockies and the Angels almost perfectly. Did the, 
Okay, and 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 thank you for that because I I, I love I always love talking baseball with you, Andrew. Um, Mike Mustakas, when did 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 they just send him home with the Angels? Oh, uh, basically, yeah. No, he was a Rocky going into that game Saturday night, and he <laughs> was an Angel by the end of Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. That, it wasn't and, even and like he, thirty minutes after the game ended. Like the news broke that he had been traded f- from one dug one dugout and to the other. There's, um, you know, that's that's baseball, and we're in that time of year where you know buyers, sellers, um, tailors. Who's going to tailor their team to tweak it just to get a little bit better? Uh, a baseball story that came that came uh, came out yesterday was uh, about Jim Edmonds. And uh, some comments that he made during a nine to nothing route. Um, sorry, Andrew, against your Cardinals when they were playing the Houston Astros with Chip Carey. Uh, he was there doing the the play by play. He does the play by play for um, St. Louis. Those of you guys who don't know who Jim Edmonds is uh, a Cardinals legend. Is that fair, uh, Andrew? I mean, oh, I absolutely a Cardinal legend. What he did on the uh, on the field. It's um, yeah. I mean, he's one of the best center fielders I would say in baseball history, easily for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, one hundred percent. So we'll talk a little bit about that. I want to get into that. It's got something to do with the Guardians and then you know, uh, the Commanders and their previous names and whatnot. That college football, like I mentioned, the realignment it, tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. You're going to have schools like BYU. You're going to have schools like UCF. You're going to have University of Houston. You're going to have the University of Cincinnati. Most recently, you know, the only G5 team, Group of Five, quote unquote team, to go from. G5 status to a playoff and national college football playoff position. They were there. They got there. And now they're in the Big 12. So the Big 12 is going to change geographically. And what does that mean? We'll talk about that. Big things happening over at ESPN, Disney, ABC, by the way. A bunch of layoffs. Some names like Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, Keyshawn Johnson, most recently Matt Hasselbeck. A lot of these, they're, they're gone. They're gone. So I, I want to discuss a little bit about, you know, kind of the why behind that and what uh, what does that kind of mean for the future of ESPN, Disney, ABC, buff schedule for you Buffs fans out there. Good story on Colorado Buffalo Buffalo's and a part of the USA Today Network written by Jack Carlo, editor, publisher of the site, uh, kind of going through. All the different um, and ranking the different opponents, the opponents on the 2023 schedule for the Buffs. So we'll do that. A Pac-12 preview of a preview. I want to get into that too because that's relevant to the Buffs schedule. Uh, CSU, what's going on up in Fort Collins? They're supposed to be getting. I reached out to one of the friends of the show, Kevin Lytle, today, and you know there could be a big announcement coming down soon today. A recruit. Um, recruiting one. If it hasn't already happened, we'll check. And Andrew, another another story that I wanted to bring up for fun in the free-for-all in, in segment four. To tip or not to tip? That is the $30 an hour question. Casa Bonita owners Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they're kind of changing up the restaurant industry and how compensation is done there. I thought that was an interesting story. College football. What are the 10 toughest places to play? We've got a ton to talk about, so don't go anywhere. You can get on board with your opinions, with your texts, whatever you want to do, 303-831-1340. And 
it, it, for me, that's what it's about. Engagement. Just, you know, let's have some fun today. Let's talk about these stories. Let's give some opinions. And when we come back, it is going to be about college football realignment. Tomorrow's the day. The Big 12 changes. What does it mean for the Pac-12? What does it mean for the Buffs? It is a fan cave right here and only here on 981-1075 HD3 Mile High Sports. It's the game called Circle and I don't know how. I'm way too up to back down. But I think I'm still trying to figure this crap out. Thought I had it mapped out, but I guess I didn't. This fucking black cloud still. in my head, they count for me. They understand, they talk to me. Presented by Drives at Mile High on Mile High Sports. Welcome back to the Fan Cave. Tony Combs, Andrew Detmer here with you guys today on this fine Friday, July 4th, up around the corner on Tuesday. Hey, Andrew, is there anything like, is there like a July 4th kind of, um, is there anything you do every July 4th? Like, what does July 4th look like for Andrew Detmer? Uh, up until about last year, I had a job at Target for two you know, two or three years that uh, would have me working on July 4th. You know, time and a half all day. Uh, kind of couldn't beat that. Uh, going back farther than that, just attending a fireworks show here or there. Uh, nothing really set in stone in terms of that. But, yeah, no, just kind of just chilling and having a good day if I was off. That's awesome. Yeah. So a lot of like, I love grilling. Like I love just going, grabbing some good ribeyes, grab some burgers for the kids and or hot dogs and stuff like that. And then I always think about if there, it, I always think about baseball for some reason on July 4th. But I think what this July 4th brings is a lot of change in the college football landscape. And what I mean by that is that you've got realignment which kicks in tomorrow you've got four new schools being added to the big 12 the pac 12 is still out there for you buffs fans you know you're kind of in a limp i think it's almost a win-win for buffs fans and cu and i like the way that rick george and, and the uh leadership at cu is kind of handling this where it's like they're fishing with two poles and they're in a stocked pond with one pond has just a bunch of largemouth bass. The other one has a bunch of beautiful uh, rainbow trout. And you are fishing in both ponds and you're going to wait to see which pole gets the biggest fish. And that big fish is called revenue in college football. That's what it's called. Guaranteed revenue. And the buffs are at a position and they're really the only ones, maybe Arizona, maybe AU or University of Arizona has positioned themselves similarly, but not in the same public space. And what I mean by that is that CU is looking at a Big 12 that's adding four teams and adding time zones and adding eyeballs and is already locked in to a TV revenue deal that's going to give each team 30 to 35 mil a year. And that doesn't include 
their digital rights contracts that they're still working on. That doesn't include the fact that the Big 12 is now looking to move into Mexico for a bowl game, a Big 12 bowl game. That doesn't include the fact that they have deals with athletes to do some hoops things up in up in uh, up in New York. And and NIL money doesn't include that. So from a revenue standpoint, what the heck? And that's all done by by Brett Yorkoff, complete the the commissioner of the Big Twelve since he stepped foot day one, since he stepped foot in the door, and he had to do it. He had to do it. And and CU sees that, and they did their own Yorkoff move by bringing in Coach Sanders, bringing in Coach Prime, and the Pac-12 with George Kliakoff, it's just kind of, I, I don't know what they're doing. I call them the back 12 because they're just kind of sitting back, almost waiting for things to come to them. Kliakoff, listen, you're, you're a commissioner of a conference, a power five conference. And this is a pack 12 that is probably coming into this 2023 season. It's probably the deepest conference in Power 5 football. And I'm not just saying that. They are. You got an Oregon team led by Bo Nix. He's going to be probably a first-round draft pick. You've got a Washington team with Michael Penix Jr. at the helm, quarterback. He's going to be a first-round draft pick. You got USC in their final year with the Pac-12. He's going to be a first-round draft pick coming off a Heisman win. These are three potential first-round draft pick quarterbacks. UCLA, another brand school. They're going to have a good year. Oregon State is another school coming off of a big season last year. This is – I don't understand, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around the fact that Kliakoff hasn't been able to nail something down. Now, I get it. USC is gone. UCLA is gone. But you have to act. Yes, San Diego State. I mean, new facilities. They're, they're investing hundreds of millions of dollars into their facilities, coming off of a Final Four run in basketball. They're on the door. They told the Mountain West, hey, um, we're going to go ahead and leave. Can you please not um, – we're going to give you notice. Can you please not charge us the exit fee, the $30 million? <laughs> The Mountain West told them that. Yeah, uh, that's not happening. <laughs> not today. Not tonight. Not on my watch. No way. But you've got a team that I think is deserving. You've got SMU. Not a big school in Texas. They're not. But yet they do brag, bring a market share out of Dallas, Texas. What does that mean? Eyeballs. Revenue. Revenue. Cleacup. How are you not capitalizing on this and acting you can't wait for a streaming service to try to give you 20 million, 30 million, 40 million a year. That's not going to happen. ESPN saw that. They backed out. Fox saw that. They backed out. CBS saw that. They backed out. As he backed out, they they drew back. And there it's just a waiting game. And no one's making a move. Meanwhile, Rick George, Coach Prime, they're fishing. They got a a pole in two different ponds. 
And if they are smart, which I think they're playing this very smartly, the Big 12 shows the long-term benefit for CU in making that return, in doing it, coast to coast. Now you go from Central Florida, Orlando, UCF, all the way out west. You're covering three time zones. And now all of a sudden the talk about SDSU going to the Pac-12, now there's rumors out there. Maybe it's the Big 12. And you've got Gonzaga. Oh, maybe they're going to be coming into the Big 12 for some hoops. Now you got to bring some other sports in there with that too. But, they, you know, that's proactive. That's being a leader. George Klikoff and the Pac-12 are in a bad position right now. They're in a very bad position. I've said this for, for months, 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 almost a year on this show where we talk college football. And if they don't come up with a number, and the numbers that you're hearing right now for the Pac-12 from a, from a school revenue standpoint, so for CU, let's use them as an example, being in the Pac-12, the numbers that you're hearing now, if these streaming deals come through and then these tier two, tier three, tier four deals come through with Fox, CBS, ESPN, after paying out everything that they have to pay out, the schools are looking to for production costs. I mean, they, you still the school still has to cover production costs, especially with streaming. They're not the streaming companies aren't going to cover that. The school puts these on. I know this 100%. And after those, you're talking about less than sub 20 million a year for these universities. Each school, each university. You think Washington's going to take that? You think Oregon's going to take that? You think CU's going to take that? CU has an athletic department that in 2021 had an $18 million deficit. No, they're not going to do that. When the Big 12 says, knock, 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 uh, we, we got 35 mil on the table. That's what's going to happen. That's the outcome. And, and, and I get the slow play. I get it. 100%. Again, I think it's smart. If you're a Buffs fan, you want to see you in the Big 12 because that means more revenue, because that means more exposure and more opportunity. Now, in 2024, we go to an expanded playoff system. And that does include right now the Pac 12, but is the Pac 12 even going to be around in 2024, 2025? That's something you have to think about as well. You know the Big 12 is going to be there. So what happens? you got to guarantee your spot. you got to guarantee the fact that you're going to get that invitation every single year and that opportunity every single year for revenue to build your program, continue building it. Because right now, CU has a lot of eggs in one basket. That basket's called the Coach Prime Easter Basket. That's what it's called. And God forbid... You know, there's a lot of coaches out there across this country. In fact, an unnamed coach who went anonymous on a recent article that I read about Coach Prime in the Pac-12. Hey, if he doesn't, uh, you know, this formula, he's all in. CU's all in. And if it doesn't work out what, and you're hanging out in the Pac-12, there might not be a Pac-12. There might not be a Coach Prime in 2025. Now, you look at the other end of the spectrum. What if he does really well? 
talked about this a couple months ago on the show. You know, I want Coach Prime to be the Bobby Bowden of CU. You know, the guy that's going to be there, be there for the next 20 years. That's what you want, and you want the success. But right now, there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of unknowns. Don't go anywhere when we come back. I want to talk a little bit, um, Andrew, with you about this Jim Edmonds, um, quote-unquote, uh, I, I don't know if it's a real story or not. I mean, I know it's a real story, but I, I'm, not, I'm just I, – I have an opinion on this, and I want to share it. And, uh, you know, if the callers want to – or text in, whatever you guys want to do, 303-831-1340, you know, I just want to touch on it a little bit and then get more into um, – you know, kind of what's going on in media today, sports media, ESPN, Disney, ABC, they're, all, they're having huge layoffs. A lot of big names that we've heard about, talked about over the years. Some guys I like, some guys I don't. Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, Matt Hasselbeck, Keyshawn Johnson. These guys are staples with ESPN, NFL, NFL game day, or the basketball coverage. They're gone. They're gone. So we'll talk a little bit about that as well in the next segment. We are proudly presented by our good friends over at Tress 3 Margaritas over in North Denver. Broomfield location. Go see Chewy up there. They have an amazing happy hour menu. Goes every single day. Not not just Monday through Friday. You can go there on a Saturday, Sunday, and get their happy hour menu. Go get some of um, Denver's best. It's chef-inspired, fresh ingredients, everything, house margaritas that aren't made with that cheap $6 bottle of tequila, they have partnerships with the best distributors here in Colorado, and they're using the best agave tequila in there, fresh lime juice. Anything that, you, you know, that, that you're thinking about, my mouth is watering, when we're talking about having a nice, great, fresh meal, boom, that's them. In Broomfield, also in the Orchard, I-25 and 144th. Hey, a lot more to talk about when we come back. It is a fan cave. I'm Tony Comas, Andrew Detmer. It's 98.1-1075 HD3, my high sports. It's the Fan Cave College Football Edition, presented by Drives at Mile High. Time to tailgate with your host, Tony Comas. Away, actually got quite a few messages yeah. uh, on social media about some of the teams. And then, you know, it's really funny is when people reach out to you and say, hey, I'm from this area and we really love our baseball here. And some somebody else will say, yeah, I wish they had the old names that they used to have. And it's just funny to hear everyone's opinion. What were some of the ones that you've got? Inquiries on the Spokane, the Spokane one. I got a couple of people reach out and said they're from Spokane with the Indians, and I thought it was cool. I was like, I'm still shocked that you know that we've changed so much as a as a whole that we're not allowed to have the Cleveland Indians anymore, the Guardians, and, and I'm saying that too because my wife is partial Native American Indian, and you know I, I just I, th I always thought it was a, a kind of a cool thing not a bad thing to have a team named after you know the indians or vice versa whatever the washington redskins all that stuff 
Fan Cave right here on Mile High Sports, 98.1075 HD3. I'm Tony Comitz, Andrew Detmer behind the glass, producing um, at his best, just like he does every single week. Andrew, did you just hand Jim Edmonds a yellow card? Is that what you did? I, uh... Isn't that who sings that? Yellow yeah, card? Uh, yeah, that was yellow card, uh, Ocean Avenue. Yeah. That Ocean was Avenue. not planned <laughs> that way. <laughs> you gave him a caution. But I, I get it. I get it. Hey, listen, that's what you just heard. It was Jim Edmonds um, on a on a uh, MLB broadcast. He's the color commentator uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I don't, I'm not trying to dig anything back up, but just seeing some of the reaction to what he said. I, and let me give you my reaction. For, I don't think he said anything wrong. Um, I, I because he thought it was cool that. Some teams were named after, uh, a, you know, with a, a Native American nomenclature there. And, you know, hey, it's that's his opinion. I mean, he didn't say anything that would degrade or uh, downturn anybody. His wife is, you know, I don't know how much Native American she has in her. Maybe maybe a little bit more than uh, Elizabeth Warren does, um, you know, uh, that one one hundred and sixteen thousand percent that she does and claimed that she was uh, a native american but you know and i feel like that was that you know he kind of threw that out there as a safeguard but the reaction from this to me in my opinion is just way overblown man i mean you know they, they changed the names that's fine all he was doing was sharing interactions that he had um from some people on social media and you know how some people said they missed you know, the fact that it was the Cleveland Indians or the Washington Redskins, um, you know, and now they have the new names, which is fine. And, and it got me thinking about, well, you know, kind of how, how did how did Florida State from a college football standpoint, how did Florida State kind of navigate these waters? So I did a little bit of, of research in, in thinking about this and. I think one of the big things, and listen, I, I don't really, I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other about the Indians becoming the Guardians or the Redskins becoming the Commanders. But when I started digging into it, I understand it more. I did my own research. I, I, I started to understand because that was my first question. Well, how does how does Florida State kind of navigated this? And it's because of the partnership that they've had in place for decades decades since the 70s with the Seminole tribe in Florida and and it's not like a monetary partnership per se it, or it, directly i think indirectly there is a monetary partnership there from from what i've learned but it's more of a an opportunity to promote the culture, to promote the history, to promote um, future uh, education about that. That's what the university, that's what Florida State University does. And that's their partnership with the Seminole tribe in Florida. And I don't think that's something that in, in doing my research, I didn't see those kind of partnerships in place with Cleveland or with Washington. So I can understand the why behind it, where it wasn't, they didn't take that same approach 
and there wasn't that partnership in place with the culture, with the people. And so getting back to Jim Edmonds' comments, like I don't think he was out there being derogatory or trying to um, defame or or be this right wing crazy activist or something like that. No, I think he he listen. He thought it was cool. You know, there's nothing wrong with that to having an opinion. But the censorship in the United States today is just it's just ridiculous. And wanting to cancel somebody because you don't agree with something that they said that didn't harm a single person or any anyone, in my opinion, is ridiculous. You're doing more harm by trying to cancel and and silence than you are by being open and understanding and having a conversation. Now, those are my thoughts. Andrew, did you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but did, did I mean, you heard it. Did Were you offended? Um, and I appreciate your opinion um, just as much as anyone else's. But I mean, did Jim Edmonds offend you with his comments? I think he offended me by the fact that he still does this thing that Jim Edmonds has been doing as a broadcaster the entire time he's been broadcasting, which is saying phrases like, well, I just got a message from, I just got a text from, it's become a drinking game among Cardinal fans. It's uh, whenever Jim Edmonds in a broadcast says, well, I've got a, a text message from Albert Pujols. I just got texted from my son's little league coach. Uh, he that's one thing that he continues to go to that still kind of grinds my gears as per se because he 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 thinks so highly of himself that he thinks other cardinal fans wants to know about his social life that's the biggest takeaway that i got from that also the fact that you went in that direction uh when your team is down nine nothing in a game to the astros uh you're just trying to fill airtime and that was where he went with that just kind of did chip carry lead him there I, it, it definitely seemed that way. Yeah, it's one thing that, I, that's one takeaway I also had. Chip Carey kind of threw him into that situation, which I don't know how you, I don't know if there's any other way to just naturally get into that situation. It would make sense if they were playing the Cleveland baseball team or right. um, there was another team that could be called the commanders in baseball that could lead you in that direction with similar team name changes going to that one just randomly just seemed really weird and kind of um irresponsible knowing just how big of a hot button topic this still happens to still be so you know i think with that it's just like my point of even sharing that and and kind of and i appreciate thank you andrew for sharing your opinion on that and and i do agree with you on that now i'm not as um intertwined in the cardinal um landscape as you are being a being a cards fan but um so i didn't really know that about him in kind of his uh self uh glossing that he does during uh during broadcasts and things like that, which is actually funny because you, you could see that and hear that um, in this last um, in that, in what we played and now understanding that you can also see where he threw out almost like it was like a, a shield. It was like, it's don't take what I'm saying um, offensively because my wife is part Indian, 
you know, it's, he kind of threw that out there as like, Oh, my best friends. Oh, I had black friends. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what he was doing at that time. Yeah, no, that's, um, that's exactly what it was. Like before you mentioned it, sir, it's, it, I was either, I was thinking I might, I was thinking about saying also, it seemed very much of the, Oh, you can't call me racist. I, my friend is, I have friends. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And but, Jim Edmonds, let's, I mean, like I already said this, Jim Edmonds cares more about Jim Edmonds as he, than he does about calling baseball games. It almost seems like Chip Carey set him up for that, to be honest with you. It, it, yeah. it, it really did. And I don't know if maybe it was a lesson to be learned kind of thing. And Chip just kind of took him in that direction. But, uh, or maybe Chip was just, he, it was a nine nothing game and he wanted to be, uh, hey, let's just have a little fun here and see where, where Jim where Jimmy Jim's going to take this, uh, take this comment. So, but you know, Hey, listen guys, um, like I said before, you know, it's uh, Florida state university has done a fantastic job and people who still want to, Oh, they need to change their name or the Atlanta Braves. They have partnerships as well with, with, um, different, um, uh, Indian cultures and, and nations, uh, there in South Georgia, uh, you know, they, they, they're doing it for the right reasons, and um, I, I don't feel like Jim Edmonds was – his comments were to uh, try to offend anybody, and, and it just bothers me when, when a, you know, within 10 to 15 seconds, it's, oh, we got to cancel him, fire him, you know, everything like that. Listen, you know, it, the guy was not – trying to offend anyone he was just number one being jim Evans, and number two and that's not an excuse uh, but number two i think he was just sharing interactions and comments uh from people and you know that's what opinions are that's what free speech is and you know to try to negate it and close it off because you don't agree with it in my opinion is the antithesis of what the, both of those things mean. Now, moving on, ESPN, Disney, ABC, they're having today was the first official day of uh, some big layoffs. Hey, are you going to miss any of these guys, Andrew, that were unfortunately a part of this layoff? So Jeff Van Gundy, Jalen Rose, Max Kellerman, Matt Hasselbeck, Keyshawn Johnson. Any, anybody, you know, that you're going to be like, man, I, I'm going to really miss hearing their analysis uh not at all i uh i don't need a full hand to tell you how many times i've tuned into espn in the last year or two it's become just a circus over there they don't talk about sports they care more about the hot topic uh like uh what's the term the the head that hot headlines the ones that's going to draw viewers even if it, ha it doesn't really pertain to a sport to any extent and Honest, to be honest, there's like two or three guys at ESPN that I think are actually reputable, and uh, most of them cover baseball. Outside of a live sporting event, when's the last time you watched an ESPN broadcast? Um, it's been at least a year. See, I'm right there with you, and I think most sports fans are, and 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 I think most sports fans are, and the reason behind that is. To what you said, Andrew, I think that, you know, these sports shows, you know, have gotten too far away from sport than they have to bring you the analysis that 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 you're looking for. 
Yeah, no, they care more about highlights. the celebrity of sport than the actual sport. Right, or the politics of sport yeah. rather than the 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 actual event itself. Hey, we've got one more segment to go, and I want to do a little bit more talk about the Pac-12 um, and do a preview of a preview. You know, what to look for in the Pac-12, where to see you stand in that, as well as, Andrew, a lot of people in the radio business, I think a lot of people in any business have worked in the restaurant industry. Why? Because you can make some pretty good money. It's cash um, and you can get some tips and, and make some money there. Story came out today about Casa Bonita and they got the new owners, Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Everyone's excited. I mean, it's a national story that the guys from South Park, uh, you know, bought this. They're redoing everything, but they're changing trying to change the whole industry in saying that, Hey, listen, you're not, you don't have to tip. You don't tip when you go to Casa Bonita and you have your wait staff and your bussers and all of that to tip or not to tip. That is the question. The $30 an hour question. We'll talk about that as well. It is a fan cave right here. 981 HD three. Welcome back to the Fan Cave, presented by Drives at Mile High on Mile High Sports. Welcome back to the Fan Cave, Friday edition, talking a lot of college football today, uh, a little bit of baseball, MLB, what's going on there, Jim Edmonds and his little, uh, he's going to get canceled, is he not going to get canceled, the big layoffs at ESPN, Disney, ABC, um, I agree with Andrew right there as far as I, I don't remember the last time I watched one of those shows, to be honest with you, whether it was a, um, you know, the talking heads on there and whatnot. So I, I listen, you never want somebody to lose their job. Um, but however, I think ESPN is learning the hard way that they uh, have been overpaying for on air talent that no one's tuning into. They're not. They thought that if you just put a name on a broadcast, that everyone's going to tune into it, and that's not the case anymore. It's just about the event. It's about the live sports, and that is what um, is the result of you know kind of where they are now, where where these companies are going to be moving to in the future. College football realignment. We talked about that. A lot of a lot of movement in the Big Twelve, and um, that all kicks off tomorrow, July first. Happy Big Twelve birthday to the to BYU, to the University of Houston Cougars, to UCF Knights, and to the Cincinnati Bearcats. No Luke Fickle, but they did bring in Scott Satterfield. Um, a lot of people are picking the Cincinnati Bearcats to finish last in the Big 12 next year. And I kind of snicker at that just because of, you know, they've had a lot of recent success. Fickle's now gone. He's at Wisconsin. And you've got Satterfield coming in from Louisville. And, and the – but – They've lost a lot of talent uh, at a lot of key skill positions. Uh, UCF is the, if you look at Vegas odds, they are the highest odds, the best odds, I guess you would say, for a team entering the Big 12, one of those four to actually win the league. And uh, we left last segment saying we're going to, you know, there's a story I want to talk about real quickly, Andrew. 
um, to get there. But the Big 12 is going to be fun to watch this season. CU fans, you should be lobbying for a move to the Big 12. Um, 100 percent, 1,000%. Get out of the back 12. The back 12. And George Kliakov has no leadership, and they're not going to give you any any future because there might not be a future for what used to be called the Pac-12 and I call the Back 12 Andrew, story came out. Mexican restaurant, Casa Bonita. Have you ever been there? I have not been there, unfortunately. It's always a little bit too pricey for my uh, my price range. Matt Stone and Trey Parker, creators of South Park, um, recently purchased that when Casa Bonita and the former owners filed for bankruptcy. They are they have put poured millions into re kind of you know a, a re not brand because they are still Casa Bonita, but just kind of a, a reignition of what Casa Bonita means to the Colorado community. And you know, these are two guys, creators of South Park, um, who have a passion for uh, Colorado and who have a passion for Casa Bonita. They recently, there was a story that came out that um, they are not, Casa Bonita is putting in a policy where in the restaurant, you can't tip your server. And this is the servers, the opening staff, they just found this out a few days before. Um, and they were told, hey, listen, you either sign this employment contract saying that you're not going to accept tips or, and, and you're going to get 30 bucks an hour. Or you can leave. Now, 30 bucks an hour, that's not a bad wage, right? I mean, if you think about it, you work 40 hours a week, $30 an hour, you're going to make about 60 grand a year doing that. Who works in restaurants? Usually it's you know, younger, uh, a younger demographic or it's a demographic um, that is, uh, I mean, 30, 30 bucks an hour is a pretty good wage. Would you agree, Andrew, 30 bucks an hour? That's not bad, right? I, I would kill for thir- to make $30 an hour, personally. <laughs> Okay, that doesn't that tells me more um, than I need to know, I think. But at the same time, that's a you know that's not not a bad wage. But you know, my thought when I saw this story, I know we got to go. When I saw the story, I was thinking about the why behind it because the story didn't tell you the why behind it. And the why behind it, in my opinion, listen, Colorado's minimum wage is thirteen dollars and sixty five cents an hour. So you're talking about. Um, you know, two and a half times, nearly two and a half times Colorado's minimum wage. But the why behind it from a business standpoint is because you have to pay all these different taxes as an employer on on the waged tips. So this is a money money thing. This is all at the end of the day, just about money and how uh, money can be saved. So you're talking about having to pay FICA, Social Security, all these things on um, uh, typical taxed wages. Nowadays, people are paying andrew you go out to a restaurant do you use cash or you use your card i can't remember the last time i went to a restaurant and paid with cash exactly cash is untrackable cards are trackable tips are paid 90 percent of them seems like right now nowadays are paid with a card so that means more taxable income to the not only the the um, employee but the employer so what i'm thinking is that you know Matt Stone, Trey Parker, their leadership group, Casa Bonita, they did the numbers, they saw it, and that's the reason why behind it. Now, 30 bucks an hour, are you going to make 60 grand a year? Uh, you know, hey, that's a guarantee right there. Do you tip or do you not tip? That is the question. I'll leave you with on this July 4th weekend. It is the Fan Cave. Thank you guys for tuning in today. Man, a lot of fun. We covered a lot of stuff today. 
Uh, Andrew, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Enjoy your July 4th, and I'll talk to you next Friday. It's the Fan Cave right here, 981-1075-HD3, My High Sports.